eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello everybody, my name is Matt Kanata. I am with you today on Finsider Daily. I am your host. I have not been here for a few days. Houts and Sutton have taken over the show. They have done their own thing. They have done a great job. Even Houts recording, I believe, at 2.30 a.m. the other day. That is dedication. That is patience to Finsider Daily. So Houts, thank you if you are listening. Sutton, thank you if you are listening. Kevin, who was on the show with Sutton. Thank you if you are listening, and now you all get me by myself for the next 15 to 20 minutes. Lots of stuff to talk about in Dolphins land, and not a lot of it is on the field, which is a little bit disappointing. I have my theories. We're going to get into it in a little bit, more so about Kenny Stills and Brian Flores and that whole fiasco with Jay-Z dating back to Stephen Ross and Stills' comments about... Stephen Ross supporting Donald Trump. We're going to talk about that. We're going to touch on the quarterback competition a little bit. I'm getting tired of talking about that. We do think there's going to be a resolution sooner rather than later. Hopefully as early as Friday. Seems like Brian Flores is sending mixed messages to the media. We're not sure exactly what he's saying. One day it sounds like he's relaying this type of message. Another day, it sounds like he's relaying another type of message. And we've kind of seen this with Brian Flores since he took over the team and since the players have come back. It's more like, okay, I'm going to send you a message through the media. 
And we hope, I hope, that Brian Flores is talking to these guys before coming out to the media and saying these things. Because the last thing that you want to do, especially with your new head coach, and you're trying to get people to buy into what you're doing, and you know you're very likely not going to have a lot of wins this season, is I hope that Brian Flores is talking to these players before he comes out to the podium. Because again, if he's not... He's going to lose respect in the locker room. Whether you think it's true or not, it is the truth. And don't be naive. These are professional ballplayers, and they're going to think what they want. All of them, almost all of them, not all of them, but almost all of them make more money than the head coach. And some of them are untouchable, and they know they're untouchable. One, because they're a talent. Or two, because their cap number is so big that it's going to be near impossible to get rid of them. So, they cause hell. And they cause hell for a new coach if they're not buying in. It sounds like Flores has talked to a few of them before coming out to the media. But let's just hope that these players understand what Brian Flores is trying to do. And for those who may not understand what Brian Flores is trying to do, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I have the answers because I don't. I don't sit with Brian Flores. I don't talk to Brian Flores. I don't text Brian Flores. I don't call Brian Flores. And I don't FaceTime Brian Flores. But through my educational background as a psychology major or minor, English major, journalism, through my background there, I am able to kind of not conclude a few things, but take some educated guesses as to why Brian Flores is doing what he is doing. And I tweeted out earlier in the day on Tuesday that I believe Brian Flores is testing this player's to see if they have the mental toughness to survive. We know in New England, it was all about having that mental toughness. And if you did not have mental toughness, you are not going to be a Patriot player for long. And I believe this is what Brian Flores is trying to instill in his players down in Miami. You take a look at what he's done so far, and I'm just going to name three players for you. Number one is Preston, Preston Williams. Dude has balled out. All training camp. All of minicamp. Dude balled out in the first preseason game. Struggled a bit the second preseason game. But there were still flashes there to say, wow, this kid's going to be special. But even with all of that, Brian Flores did not move him up the depth chart. Did not let him run with the ones in practice. Didn't even really let him run with the twos in practice. More so thirds and fourths. And keeping him down on that depth chart. One, to keep him hungry. Two, to keep him humble. And three, to test his mental toughness is what I'm guessing. To see how he's going to react when things don't go his way. How things are going to react when he's put on the bench, perhaps during a regular season game. And I feel like Preston has passed with flying colors. I think the coaching staff has noticed this. But they have a crowded wide receiver depth chart. They have Devontae Parker, they have Kenny Stills, they have Albert Wilson. They have Jakeem Grant, who they just signed on Tuesday evening to a four-year long-term extension. Terms of the deal not yet known by Adam Beasley of the Miami Herald reporting it earlier in the evening, confirmed by Ian Rappaport just shortly after 11 o'clock p.m., right before I came on the year or started getting ready to do this pod. Jakeem Grant is locked and loaded in Miami for the next four years, and I know I'm getting off on a tangent here a little bit, but we'll just cover that 
pretty quickly. Four years, terms of deal not yet known. Hasn't had a lot of production in his uh, seasons in, in the NFL. It's actually been kind of slim. Four touchdowns, just over 400 receiving yards, 41 receptions or so. But they're paying for his potential because, one, he's valuable on special teams. Two, he's fast as all hell. Three, he's shifty. Four, he's proven he can beat defenders in one-on-one coverage and double coverage and and weave in and out of traffic. Proven he can play in the slot and on the outside. And we know that New England loves these little niche players who he can they can put in certain situations and really thrive. And I feel like that's what's going to be happening with Jakeem Grant, especially because the wide receiver room is so crowded. So I believe Chad O'Shea has it ready, has a plan ready to deploy Jakeem Grant once he gets back from his injury that he's still recovering from, partly from last season where he injured his leg and also just suffered a kind of minor, not really a setback, but a kind of another injury with his hamstrings. Uh, trying to recover from that. Hopefully we'll see him on Thursday night when the Dolphins enter their third preseason game. Back to the crowded wide receiver room. We went Devontae, we went Kenny, we went Albert, we went Jakeem Grant, and then you got Preston Williams. And after that, you're going to have guys like Isaiah Ford who don't make the team who's a talented player, but injuries have kept him off the sideline in recent years. But it's just a numbers game. That's the NFL for you. I mean, you have to keep six if you're the Dolphins, right? Is it six? It's five. Six? I don't know. Devontae, Kenny, Albert, Jakeem, Preston, that's five. Can you keep one more? Sure. Maybe Bryce Butler? Perhaps. Maybe Isaiah Ford? Go with the guy with the upside. But then you got the injury concerns that you're worried about. We'll see how that shakes out. There's still some time for that. And really, that sixth receiver, if the Dolphins do take a sixth receiver, more than likely going to be deactivated on game day. And if they are active, it's special teams. So Alan Hearns, Bryce Butler, Isaiah Ford, one of those guys, likely the sixth wide receiver on the Miami Dolphins, if they decide to go with six. Remains to be seen. But going back to my original thought of Brian Flores testing these guys out, testing their mental toughness, Preston Williams, yes, that's a bucket that Brian Flores is filling and seeing how it takes those guys and whether they tip over or they stay afloat. Another guy, Josh Rosen. Brian Flores not letting up on this dude at all in the media. It's really kind of uh, not sad, but it's like, wow, imagine being in Josh Rosen's shoes, right? Maybe you think you're doing everything you possibly can to get up to speed and get to where you need to be. Maybe you're doing everything that you possibly can to do the right thing, to study your playbook, to figure everything out. And then you go into a scrimmage game and you light it up. And still, your head coach says he might not be ready. Then you go into week one of preseason, and you light it up. But still, your coach does not give you a whole lot of praise, a whole lot of credit. Still says you have a lot to learn. Go into week two preseason game. Have an up-and-down performance, mostly good, some bad. But still, your coach does not give you any praise or much praise. Your coach still makes you earn it. And now we're headed into week three and you don't even get the starting nod for uh, Thursday evening. 
And then your coach says in the media on Tuesday that maybe it's in Josh's best interest. He didn't name Josh by name, but he said maybe it's in the young quarterback's best interest to sit on the bench and learn. Flores and his coaching staff are worried about Rosen's inconsistency in terms of body language, in terms of attitude. And as a quarterback, as an NFL head coach, you cannot be that up and down because your players, your teammates feed off of it. Yes, get excited sometimes. Yes, be like, I don't want to say be like Tom Brady because one, no one's like Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's one of the best quarterbacks ever to play the game. And I hate saying that, but it's the truth after Dan Marino, of course. But he's also, he knows the line of when to celebrate, when not to celebrate. You got other guys out there like Baker Mayfield celebrating all the time, right? Up and down, up and down. And that works for some. That doesn't work for a lot of other people. So the Dolphins want Rosen to always be up, and he's working on that. He's working on the learning the playbook. He's working on the progressions. But what makes it confusing is Brian Flores on Monday said he only wants to really ideally start one quarterback for the entire season. And so when you hear that, you're like, okay, well, that's kind of an olive branch to Rosen saying, listen, dude, this job is yours to take on Thursday evening. Come and get it. But then he changes his tune on Tuesday and says, well, maybe the young quarterback needs some time to learn. So whether something happens in Tuesday's practice where he wasn't very sharp, even though Flores extended the olive branch out to him, or if it's Flores continuing to play mind games with Josh Rosen. In any event, it is testing Josh's mental toughness. It is testing how he handles adversity. And it could just be all part of Brian Flores' plan to see how he's going to handle this entire situation. And then that brings us to Kenny Stills. Speaking out against Stephen Ross several weeks ago, Brian Flores not happy with that. One, because Kenny Stills did not talk to Ross personally. Two... Brian Flores said, don't let this be a distraction to the team. Kenny said, okay, fine. We're good. And then he comments about Jay-Z. And what do you know? It's a distraction to the team. So what does Brian Flores do? Well, to open Tuesday's practice, he played seven to eight Jay-Z songs in a row. Yes, seven to eight consecutive songs, all sung with Jay-Z. Some of them were him with uh, other artists. But Jay-Z was in every song. Brian Flores picks out all the songs. Troll job? I don't think so. I don't think it was a joke. I don't think Flores was playing games. Flores did say, or team officials did say, that Flores met with Stills before practice to let him know what was coming. No one knows the real reason why I'm sure the beat reporters will do a great job of asking Flores at his next press conference on Wednesday. But... It's another example of Flores testing his guys. Some are speculating that when Kenny Stills goes to opposing stadiums, the opposing team is just going to play Jay-Z all game. And that might be true. Some are speculating that Brian Flores is trying to send Kenny Stills a message. Don't let this be a distraction. Because if you do, I'm going to make it a distraction for you. Could be. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, it goes back to the same theme. Flores is testing stills. Flores is seeing how Kenny reacts to adversity. And Flores is seeing how his teammates also react around him. It's really an interesting phenomenon. 
to see how Brian Flores is handling this football team. I don't know if it's right. I don't know if it's wrong. Time will tell about that. But you cannot say that already, three weeks into training camp, Brian Flores has had some interesting moments. And it's only going to get worse and harder as the wins falter and as the losses pick up. We've been told Brian Flores is a strong man of character, a strong personality, and a guy who doesn't get phased by much. But listen, he's been in New England his entire career. I don't want to hear the argument that, oh, he doesn't know how to lose. That's hogwash. You don't need to know how to lose to be successful in what you do because you learn about it as you're on the job. And at some point in everyone's life, even before they're successful, they've lost. They've learned from it. They've recovered. And they've triumphed because of it if they're in a successful position today. So this whole thing that, oh, Brian Flores hasn't really experienced a losing season in the NFL, I don't buy into that at all. He has an experience, well, not experience, but a smart coaching staff surrounding him. And they're all going to help each other out. Obviously, the loss of Jim Caldwell is going to hurt and probably has hurt a bunch inside the building as well. But that's this is what Flores signed up for. This is the job he agreed to take. This is the job he wanted. And now it's his job. And it's his time to shine. Other really storylines, not much. We went over the Jakeem Brandt extension just a little bit. Again, terms of the deal not known. Talked about the wide receiver core. We talked a little bit about the quarterback competition, which I am almost over-talking about. I cannot wait until they figure it all out. And we talked about Brian Flores and his ways of testing his players' mental toughness. Dolphins will take on the Jaguars on Thursday evening at 8 o'clock p.m. It will be nationally televised on Fox. So you don't need Game Pass. You don't need any of that. Unless you're in the local markets, it's probably, I don't know if it's going to be blacked out. I don't really know about the local market stations. But for everyone else, definitely it will be on Fox. You can watch your Miami Dolphins, the starters, play probably at least the first half, maybe a series or a few into the third as well as some teams do. You won't see them week four, most likely. And then it is showtime, whether you're ready or not. Thank you for listening to today's Finsider Daily. We greatly appreciate it. I greatly appreciate it. The whole crew will be with you on Thursday evening following the Dolphins game against the Jaguars. And in between then, it'll be Houston, Sutton, and myself rotating throughout the remainder of the week. Make sure to check out thefinsider.com. Follow me on Twitter at PFN, and be sure to tune in each and every day, Monday through Friday, for Finsider Daily. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins.
Melbourne, the greatest football team. We drink the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami 